0: Welcome to Zichudafsi. My name is and today we're discussing Yavamus Daf Mem, the fourth parakal cholos Yabimto. So, the three topics so we're going to focus on: number one, the next Mishnah states, "HaKonen says Yabimto zoch ben Achos One who marries his Yavam is zoched his deceased brother's estate. Rabbi Yudah says, whether the Yavam perform chalitza or yibum, im yesham av nochas Michel av. If there is a father, the estate goes to the father. The more explains the Tanakhama's reason that the estate goes to the for the Pasuk states, Yakum al-Shemachiv, he shall succeed in the name of his deceased brother, Kam, and by doing Yibum, he has succeeded his brother. Ula and Rabbi Yitzhak Navcha said, the racha is like Rabbi Yudah. Ula said, and some say it was Rabbi Yitzhak Navcha, the Rabbi position is based on the Pasuk, which states, esher and it shall be the firstborn if she can bear. The Pussek's referring to the Yavim as the Bechor to teach that he is Kebechor, like the Bakhor. Ma Bakhor enwabachaya ab, af nami enwabachaya Just as the Bechor, even though he gets an extra share of the inheritance, does not get any of it while his father is still alive, so to the Yavim has none of the inheritance while his father is alive. The Gemara later brings those that teach that Allah is not like Rabbi Huda. Pointing to the next mission of states, <laughs> One who did a with his yavam is aser to her relatives, and she is aser to his relatives. The Rabban decreed that since a chalutza is similar to a grusha, a divorced woman, the relatives that are forbidden to a husband and his ex-wife should apply to a chalutza as well. The Gemara asks, Gazu Shnios, but chalutza olo? did the Rabban decree shniyos should be forbidden to a chalutza or not? Do we say that they only were goza when the primary relative is an erva But for a chalutza, in which the primary relatives are only a dorabanan, they did not, or where they go, in any case. The more brings up proof from a price that Ravichia brought, that mentioned four secondary relatives that the Rabban forbid to a Chalutza. After it was determined that three of the relatives were prohibited to her on account of her deceased husband and not the Yavam, it brings up proof in the case of ben Bito, his daughter's son, which is the equivalent of his mother's father's wife and his Zishniah. The Gemara concludes that this relationship was prohibited on account of the brother who did the chalitza and not the deceased brother. For the Rabban never prohibited a mother's father's brother's wife as a shniya. And point number three, the mission stated, The Yavim is permitted to the relatives of the tsara of his chalitza, but it's prohibited to the tsara of the relatives of his chalitza. The Gemara explains that regarding the relative of the Chalutza referring to the Chalutza sister, who accompanies her to Basin, the Rabban decreed that she should be treated like the Chalutza herself, and her Tsara should become forbidden. Rashi clarifies that people might mistakenly think that this sister is the Chalutza, and if the Yavam ever married the sister's Tsara, people might think that he's doing Yibam with his Chalutza's Tsara, and that he's permitted to do so. Therefore, the Rabban prohibited one from marrying the Tsara of his Chalutza's sister. On the other hand, since Atsara does not accompany the Chaluts to the basin, there was no need to prohibit her relatives to the Yavam. So once again, the three points are at number one. The next Mishnah states, <speaking in Hebrew> one who marries his Yavama is Zocha to his deceased brother's estate. Reviewed says, whether the Yavam performed Chaluts or Gibum, no if there's a father, the estate goes to the father. The more explains the Tanakhum's reason that the estate goes to the Yavim, for the Pasuk states, Yakum al-Shemachiv, he shall succeed in the name of his deceased brother, Bahari Kam, and by doing Yibum, he has succeeded his brother. Ullah and Rabbi Yitzhak Nafcha said, the racha is like Rabbi Yudah. said, and some say, it was Rabbi Yitzhak Navcha, the Rabbi position is based on the Pasuk, which states, and it shall be the firstborn if she can bear. The Pussek's referring to the Yavim as the Bakhor to teach that he is Kebechor, like the Bakhor. Ma Bakhor enwubachaya av, af hai nami enwubachaya av. Just as the Bechor, even though he gets an extra share of the inheritance, does not get any of it while his father is still alive, so to the Yavim has none of the inheritance while his father is alive. The Gemara later brings those that teach that Allah is not like Rabbi Huda. Pointing to the next Mishnah states, <inaudible> One who did a Chalutza with his Yavam is Aser to her relatives, and she is Aser to his relatives. The Rabban decreed that since a Chalutza is similar to a Grusha, a divorced woman, the relatives that are forbidden to a husband and his ex-wife should apply to a Chalutza as well. The Gemara asks, Gazu but alone, Did the Rabban decree that should be forbidden to a Chalutza or not? Do we say that they only were Gozer when the primary relative is an Erva But for a Chalutza, in which the primary relatives are only a the they did not, or where they go, in any case. The more brings up proof from brace that Ravichiyah brought, that mentioned four secondary relatives that the Rabbanah forbid to a Chalutza. After it was determined that three of the relatives were prohibited to her on account of her deceased husband and not the Yavam, it brings up proof in the case of Ben-Bito, his daughter's son, which is the equivalent of his mother's father's wife and a Zishniah. The Gemara concludes that this relationship was prohibited on account of the brother who did the chalitza and not the deceased brother. For the Rabban never prohibited a mother's father's brother's wife as a shnir. And point number three, the mission stated, The Yavim is permitted to the relatives of the tsara of his chalitza, but it's prohibited to the tsara of the relatives of his chalitza. The Gemara explains that regarding the relative of the Chalutza, referring to the Chalutza's sister, who accompanies her to Basin, the Rabban decreed that she should be treated like the Chalutza herself, and her tsara should become forbidden. Rashi clarifies that people might mistakenly think that the sister is the Chalutza, and if the Yavam ever married the sister's tzara, people might think that he's doing Yibum with his Chalutza's tzara, and that he's permitted to do so. Therefore, the Rabban prohibited one from marrying the tzara of his Chalutza's sister. On the other hand, since a does not accompany the chalutz to the basin, there was no need to prohibit her relatives to the yavam. All right, so now we go to our simon mem, and our standard simon relates to mayim, water, and we use a pool as a simon. So here goes. The father who inherited a swimming pool after yibum was done for his deceased son hosted a shniyuz of a chalutz swimming party and invited a yavum who did chalutz and was upset he couldn't marry the tsara of the sister of his chalutz. Once again, it's a motion. The father who inherited a swimming pool. Swimming pool. That must mean where mem, mayim. The father who inherited a swimming pool after yibum was done for his deceased son, which reminds us, there's a ma'chogah's Tanakam Rebhuda regarding who inherits the deceased brother's property, his father or the yavum. The Tanakamah holds it's the yavum for the Pasuk states, Yakumo o'shem He shall succeed in the name of the deceased brother, whereas Rebhuda holds it's the father for the Pasuk refers to the yavum as the b'chor to teach that he is k'b'chor like a Just as the Bukhari, even though he gets an extra share of the inheritance, does not get any of it while his father is still alive, so to the Yavim has none of the inheritance while his father is alive. So the father inherited a swimming pool after Yibim was done for his deceased son hosted a shniyas of a chalutza swimming party, which reminds us, the next Mishnah state, One who did chalitza with his Yabam is answered to her relatives, and she is asr to his relatives. Rabban decreed that since a chalutza is similar to a Gerusha, the relatives that are forbidden to a husband and his ex-wife should apply to a chalutza as well. The Mora asked that the Rabban decreed shniyas should be forbidden to a or not. Do we say that they only were Gozer Shniyos where the primary relative is an ervedereisa, but for a Chalutza, in which the primary relatives are only the Rabanan, they did not, or were they Gozer Shnios? in any case? The Gemara brings up proof that they were Gozer Shnios, from the fact that Ben-Bito, his daughter's son, is forbidden to the Chalutza, and that is a Shniyot relationship. So the father who inherited a swimming pool after Yibum was done for his deceased son hosted a Shnilz of a Chalutza swimming party and invited a Yavum who did Chalitza and was upset he couldn't marry the Tzara of the sister of his Chalutza which reminds us the mission stated the Yavim is permitted to the relatives of the Tsara of his Chalutza, but is prohibited to the Tsara of the relatives of his Chalutza. The Gnorra explains that regarding the relative of the Chalutza, referring to her sister, who accompanies her to Basin, the Rabban decreed that she should be treated like the Chalutza herself, and her Tsara should become forbidden. Rashi clarifies that people might mistakenly think that the sister is the Chalutza, and if the Yavim ever married the sister's Tsara, People might think that he's doing Yibum with his Chalutza Sarah, and that he's permitted to do so. Therefore, the Rabban prohibited one from marrying the tsara of his Chalutza sister. So once again, the father who inherited a swimming pool after Yibum was done, for his deceased son hosted a Shniyaz of a Chalutza swimming party, and invited a Yavim who did a Chalutza and was upset he couldn't marry the tsara of the sister of his Chalutza. Alright, now it's time for a full block back Hazara. So the similar is a Lulav. So here goes. The Lulav salesman, Lulav, that must be warned off, Lamed Vav. The Lulav salesman missed the announcement that a certain woman who did Chalitza was in fact permitted to the Kahuna, which reminds us the reason why a woman couldn't have a Chalitza done in a case where her husband and her tsar went overseas, and they came back and reported that her husband was dead, and it's not yet known if her tsar had a child, is not because Chalitza's M'uberetz Roshma Chalitza, a Chalitza of a pregnant woman, is not a valid Chalitza even if she miscarries, Rather, it's because perhaps the tzora had a viable child. The Nimsa Tamatzricha kruzla kahuna, and it will come out that you'll require an announcement that she's fit to marry into the kahuna. It would be declared that her earlier chalitz was not effective, and she's not a haluza to be forbidden to kohanim. The more clarifies that we're concerned that if someone was not at the announcement, they might come to think we're permitting a chalutza to a kohen. So the lulof salesman missed the announcement that a certain woman who did chalitza was in fact permitted at the kahuna because he was jumping for joy that the sale of the lulof farm he bought from the farmer's son was still good when the son suddenly passed away. Which reminds us, Robert says the halacha goes according to Reish Lachish in the case where a father signed over his properties to his son to be acquired after the father's death. And Where the father retains rights, to the produce, if the son sold the property during his father's lifetime and the son died during the father's lifetime, Reshowaki says, Kanaho Keach, the buyer has acquired the property upon the father's death since. The ownership of the rights of the produce, which the father still had, is not considered as if he still owns the land. So the Luv salesman missed the announcement that a certain woman who did chalitza was in fact permitted at the Kahuna, because he was jumping for joy that the sale of the Luv farm he bought from the farmer's son was still good when the son suddenly passed away, after being told he had to give his Yavam a divorce because he did Yibun prematurely, risking violating the Isser of Eshazach. Which reminds us, if one married says Yabameh and she's found to be pregnant, if the child is not viable, he keeps her as his wife. The more here brings up rights with an opposing opinion The taught, in the name of Rabbeleza, they said, Yotzi Beget, he must divorce with a get. Rush explains that even though the Yibum is valid since the child was not viable, the Rabbanim penalized him and required divorce because by marrying the Yabameh who was possibly pregnant, he risked violating the Jeraisa Isser of Eshazach. Da'frahmed Zain said so the Sumer Da'frahmed Zain is laser tag. So here goes. When the pregnant woman playing laser tag, laser tag, that must be more in Laman Zion. When the pregnant woman playing laser tag, who passed her first trimester, but wasn't showing, played against the majority of women who were... Which reminds us, the Michelin Duff Laman, Hei, said, said that if a child is possibly the nine-month-old baby of the deceased brother, or possibly the seven-month-old baby of the Yavam, the Yavam must divorce the Yovam, but the child is kosher to marry a Jew, and they're hired to bring an Ashantalia. On this Dov, Rav Nachman explained that even though the majority of women give birth at nine months, Making this the child of the deceased brother and the yavam and Yavim who have transgressed the isra of ach, making them liable on achatas. Since most women who give birth at nine months are showing at the first trimester, in this case the yavam, her fetus was not noticeable at three months, and therefore isra Ruba, going according to the majority. In her case, is weakened with respect to her. So when the pregnant woman playing laser tag, who passed her first trimester but wasn't showing, played against the majority of women who were, she got help from a woman who had been married to a rabbi for one day which reminds us that morning explains how Rav and Rav Nachman could marry women in the place they visited and then divorce them when they left, and there was no concern that their children would unknowingly marry each other. So, when the pregnant woman playing laser tag who passed her first trimester but wasn't showing played against the majority of women who were, she got help from a woman who had been married to a rabbi for one day, who left to go back and judge an inheritance case involving a Suffolk child and a Yavam. Which reminds us, the first of eight cases dealing with disputes in inheritance. It's the case when the Suffolk child and the even come to take possession of the estate of the deceased brother. The Suffolk child says that he's the son of the deceased brother, and therefore the estate is his. The oven claims that the Suffolk child is his son, and that he has no right in the estate. So this is the case of Mamunamutabah Suffolk, money that lies in doubt. And since both sides have legitimate claims, Mamunamutabah Suffolk, money that lies in doubt, is divided between the parties. Da'af Lamed Ches, the Simber Da'af Lamed Ches, is a lach, and we use chicken soup. So here goes. When the Shamir's Yavim inherited her father's famous secret chicken soup recipe, chicken soup, that must mean one of Da'af Lamed Ches, a Dabralach. When the Shomer's Yavim inherited her father's famous secret chicken soup recipe and sold it for millions, she gleefully told her Yavim, it was all hers, which reminds us the next Mishnah states, Shomer's Yavim, Shanafel, and the Chosim. if a Shomer's Yavim inherited property from her father, both Beishameh and Beisil agree, Shomer Cheres, and and that she may sell it or give it away, and the transfer stands. They disagree if she dies before the even was done in terms of who inherits her Ksuba and Nixem Malu. So, when the Shemeric Yavam inherited her father's famous secret chicken soup recipe and sold it for millions, she gleefully told her Yavam it was all hers, since she was an Arusa and Zika's Arusa, Kasafa Karusa, which reminds us, the Khmer asks, what is the difference in the Reisha and the Seifa of the Mishnah in that may agree with Basil on the Reisha, that the woman has full possession of the property she inherits, and Beishame disagree in the Seifa that the husband gets part of the property? Ula said, in the Reisha she felt the Yibum when she was an Arusa, meaning her first husband died after he was Makadishir, and in the Seva she fell for Yibam as a an Nesua, and Ula holds Zika's Arusa Osa suffolk Arusa and Zika's Nasua Osa suffolk Nesua The Zika of an Arusa makes her like a suffolk Arusa, and the Zika of a Nesua makes her like a Safak Nasua. So, when the Shemer's Yavam inherited her father's famous secret chicken soup recipe and sold it for millions, she gleefully told her Yavam, it was all hers, since she was an Arusa and Zika's Arusa, Kasafak Arusa And even if she had been an Arusa Zikas kasafik Nasua and the rule is ain't safik Mide midevadai, which reminds us. Rabbi challenges Ula and holds that both the Rasha and the Seifa deal with where she fell for Yibum as a Asu and agrees with Ula that zikas nesuah kasafik Nasua In the Rasha where she is alive, she has a vade claim for the property, and the Yavam has a Suffolk claim since she's only a safik but ain't safik Mide midevadai, and a Suffolk claim cannot take money from the hands of one with a certain claim. In the Saver where she died, both the heirs of the father come to inherit and the inheritors of the husband come to inherit, and both have a claims, therefore, Yoko Luku, they divide the money. Daf so of the Sim Daf Lamates is a letter and we often use a mailman. So here goes. The mailman's daughter mailman, that must be more Daf Lamates. Letter. The mailman's daughter who inherited her father's world-class dam collection before her husband died, which reminds us that more brings two explanations as to why Beishan might rule differently in the Rasha and Sefa of the Mishnah. Abai says that the Rasha refers to when the Yavama inherited the property when she was already Oshomer's Yavam, whereas the Sefa refers to when she inherited the property while her first husband was alive, and the Yaduk Yada, the husband's rights in the Nixim Elug, is equal to hers. Rava says both the Rasha and the Sefa deal with when she was Oshomer's Yavam. In the Rasha, the Yavam did not do Maimra, and in the Sefa, he did. Ravva holds that according to Beishamai, Mimer makes the Yavama avadai arusa usafik nesua. It makes her a certain arusa in terms of being Dokha tzar from Yibum, but it only makes her a usafik Nasua. Therefore, her heirs split the inheritance with Yavam. So, the mailman's daughter who inherited her father's world-class dam collection before her husband died ended up collecting her ksuba from her first husband's estate, which reminds us that the chiy of the ksuba is upon her first husband's estate. The more explains, the reason for this is, isha they bestowed a wife upon the yavum from Shemaim. Rashi explains that the yavum did not obligate himself in the ksuba in terms of creating a shibut, a lien, on any of his property. Therefore, the Yavim is permitted to sell his property whenever he wants. The Gemara clarifies that if the first husband did not leave her any property to collect her ksuba, the ruban were that she should collect her ksuba from the yavum, K'desh what they called Bainahotz in order that she should not be easy in his eyes to divorce, so the mailman's daughter who inherited her father's world class dam collection before her husband died ended up collecting her ksuba from her first husband's estate. When things didn't work out with her yavam, who did yibum with the stamp collection in mind. Which reminds us of regarding which is preferred yibum or chalitza Abba Shul held. The yibum is not preferred if there are ulterior motives. For it was taught in a the that Abba Shul said, If the yavam takes the yavama for the sake of beauty or for marriage or for any ulterior motive, it's as though he engaged with an erba, And in my eyes, the child that is born is close to being a mamzer. Later, the Rabbani came to agree with the who held that when the Pasuk states, Yavama Yavo Aleh, the Yavama shall have relations with her, it implies mikomakom. however he has relations with her, regardless of intent. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ramgond Zichur, wishing you a great day and great learning.